Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 6th of October. And overnight, we did see the Dow Jones fall 42 points, or 0.14%, 30,274. It had a low of down 430 points and a high of up 138 points. So a bit of a volatile day from the Dow. And at one stage, it was down around 2% early on. We did see a big derivatives trade in the S&P option market uh, help the Dow reverse those early losses. So closing down a mere 0.14%, 30,274. NASDAQ down 0.25%, 28 points to 11,149. And the S&P 500, similar amount, down 0.2%, 8 points. The 37.83. Our SPY futures showing a loss of 27 points or 0.4 of a percent after the stellar rises we've seen in the last two days. So hardly a surprise to see us consolidate a little bit and some backing and filling required. In European markets, we also saw a little bit of weakness. Stock 600 down at 1.02. FTSE down 0.5. Germany down 1.2. France down 0.9 and Italy down 1.5% overnight. The volatility index in the US came off as well again, down to 28.55 or 1.8%. So a little bit of caution creeping in to the US market. In commodities last night, well, the big news, of course, was the OPEC meeting where they agreed to a 2 million barrel a day production cut. Now, this sounds a lot, and it was certainly higher than the 1 million that they were talking about beforehand, but at the moment, most are underproducing anyway. So it's not, has, it doesn't have quite such a significant uh, effect on the oil market. But what is interesting was the Nigerian oil minister, after the meeting, said that the OPEC plan was to keep oil above $90 a barrel to ins- ensure stability in oil-producing countries and also to encourage exploration and investment in the sector. The Brent crude price rose 2.02% or $1.85 to 93.37. WTI up 1.2%, to 87.76. Joe Biden, of course, not best pleased with Saudi Arabia, but of course Russia is part of that as well, so hardly a massive surprise. But uh, Joe Biden not best pleased with the move to cut production there by 2 million barrels a day. We did see in other commodities the gold price down 1.8%. Uh, $31.80, 17.20.8. So it looks like the gold rally is over, at least for now. We did see the US dollar creep back up again. The US dollar index up to 111.19, which was up 1%. So the resumption of the US dollar pushing higher, hurting the gold price at the moment. In other commodities as well, we had copper down 0.9 of a percent, nickel down 2.3, aluminium up. Sorry, nickel up 2.3. That's nickel up 2.3. Aluminium up 0.7. Zinc pretty much unchanged. Lead up 5.1. And tin down 0.2 of a percent. Iron ore, of course, pretty much flat at the moment due to China on their Golden Week holiday. In overseas miners last night, BHP down 1.2% in ADRs. Rio down 0.9% in ADRs. Freeport McMoran down 0.9%. Alcoa down 0.4, Anglo down 1.6, Glencore down 0.1, 
Albemarle down 2.5%, so could see some uh, profit-taking continuing in those lithium stocks that we saw yesterday. And Vale uh, up 1.1%, maybe still gathering some positivity after the Brazilian election, which still is in runoff phase, or between the two of them, Lula and uh, Bolsonaro. So US markets last night had that uh, 2% loss early on, but a large derivative trade, as we spoke about earlier, which involved buying and selling call options tied to the index at a cost of around 31 million bucks US. Uh, but of course, $31 million worth of options is uh, serious leverage. So that did really help the decline in the market get reversed. We also saw some fresh economic data out from the US showing strong growth at US service providers. Companies still hiring strongly, which of course does complicate the decision for the Federal Reserve. And we have that big jobs number on Friday, which is expected to still show a pretty strong jobs market and that record low unemployment. As far as sectors went in the US, energy stocks were in demand and REITs and utilities came under a bit of pressure on renewed rate backup. Treasury is weaker with some notable strength and uh, the yield on the 10-year treasuries was up 16 basis points to 3.7729, with that dollar index up 1.1%. So that was uh, a factor in the US last night. In terms of stocks, uh, we did see that NASDAQ falling 0.25%. Apple was down, was up 0.2%. Meta down 0.9%. Google down 0.2%. Microsoft up 0.1%. Amazon down 0.1%. Tesla falling 3.5%, Twitter down 1.35% as well. Although it does seem as if it's a done deal, nothing is ever a done deal with Elon Musk in his quest to buy Twitter. He still hasn't withdrawn the court order, uh, which is due to kick off at the uh, middle of this month. And also there is some question marks still about funding. US banks eased as well, so our bank sector should ease back today. We had JP Morgan down 1.2, Citigroup down 1.3, Goldman down 1.9, Bank of America 1.4, Wells Fargo down half percent. Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was only down 0.42. Interestingly, in the US as well, there's some data out from trading platform eToro that is suggesting that US retail investors are shorting stocks at the moment at a record pace. Uh, the open short positions were 61% higher at the moment than in 2021 and 41% higher than in 2020. And some ETFs in the US which are geared to negative moves in the market have seen record inflows. So it does appear as retail investors are yet to be convinced. We did get some economic data out in a little more detail from the US. ISM services slipped to 56.7 from 56.9. And ADP private payrolls increased 208,000 in September. US mortgage rates are now at a 16-year high at 6.75%. That sends a shudder through the market, doesn't it? 6.75% for US mortgage rates. That's the seventh straight weekly increase. And it has spurred the worst slump in home loan applications since the death of the pandemic. So that's certainly something to bear in mind. In other news last night, Liz Truss, the new Prime Minister of the UK, gave her keynote speech at the Conservative Party, which seemed to calm a few nerves with her plan, but not really how to execute. Still remains an issue. And the Ukraine says its counteroffensive is making major breakthroughs in Luhansk and Kyrgyzstan. And if you're in the royal business, put it in your, and you're a royal fan, a monarchy fan, June 3rd, 2023 is the date that Charles 
the third will be crowned. So book your flights now. In local news today, we've got the Australian Industry Group Construction Index, and we've got some ABS data at 11.30 August, International Trade in Goods and Services. But not much coming out this morning from uh, any companies, and we do have that SPY down 27 points. So you would expect to see our market doing some backing and filling today. It did feel a bit like that yesterday. Some of the laggards were bought up, things like PointsBet and some of the good stocks that had had major, major increases on uh, the previous session were starting to come under a little pressure and some profit-taking creeping in in places. So throwing the money at the wall uh, for the last two days has paid off, but I think investors are now going to be slightly more circumspect about the situation going forward and maybe some nerves will start to creep in especially as we head towards the US reporting season so just be a little bit more cautious uh, than previous days and there certainly is uh, no new corporate news out there as I say we have a 27 point fall in the SPY futures so after two huge days uh, yesterday we were up at uh, another uh, what was it uh 1.7% then uh, we will see how we fare today. Interestingly though uh, when you look at the index 6800 that is only back to where it was on August the 20th which is only really uh, 2-3 weeks ago. So a lot of noise down and a lot of noise up. A lot of destruction on the way down a lot of destruction on the way up. So question of the day today is are you convinced that we have seen the lows in the market? Are you convinced after the last two days of extraordinary rallies? Or does that just make you more worried about the continued volatility and mean that you're happy to sit on the sidelines still uh, in this market? So was the last two days convincing enough to get you to, uh, to go back into the water? Or was it enough to keep you on the sidelines for the time being? Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day and may the trading gods be with you.